0: When failure is not an option, we can forget about creativity, learning, and innovation. Brene Brown.
1: Bending Not Breaking, Episode 5 The King of Omashu. And we're back again for another episode of Bending Not Breaking, Episode 5, The King of Amashu. I am Sunshine Mayfield. I'm here with my co-host, Ben Pruitt. And we are excited again to be back for another episode. To talk about some creativity. That is the lens we're looking through these things. And I'm going to have to get creative because I'm still a little congested with a sickness that was happening over the past week. And so recording today will be interesting. But I'm gonna sound fine. I'm going to do my best. Sometimes it's just tough to pronounce words with with the letter N. What? N. Huh? <sniffs> N. What? <laughs> so, but we're happy to be back. Um, we've done four episodes already, and now we're going to keep on coming with The King of Omashu, which is honestly, um, probably out of the first ones, one of the most lighthearted kind of low risk, low reward, and almost dies like three times. Yeah, but like not really you're never really worried about it. But before like let's We've made a mistake and normally we do our recap and we were supposed to be doing the dwindling word recap, but the last two episodes we forgot. Um but we're gonna get back into it. We're gonna learn from our mistakes and we're gonna do it again and we're gonna pretend like we didn't forget. And so, Ben, you have uh I believe sixteen words To recap this episode with, give it to me.
0: Here you go. Trio slides through Omashu, destroying cabbage and stuff. Old King Boomy teaches Aang to think creatively.
1: Boom. Done. 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 That's it. That's it. Perfect recap. That is a wonderful recap. If you think you've got a better recap, tweet it to us at the V on on the twitter. It's
0: highly unlikely that you can surpass my greatness when it comes to 16-word recaps.
1: But try it anyways. And so um let's that's a perfect segue just right into the start. And we, again, we're looking through a lens of creativity today. And which is kind of perfect right on the nose for this episode. Sure is. Um but if we start off and our heroes have to put on a disguise to go into Amashu is the very first thing. Um, and so you've got Aang already having to sit there and go, all right, how do we get in here without people knowing that I'm the Avatar and setting suspicion? I've got to wear a disguise. What do we have to work with?
0: And then they go with Appa's hair.
1: Appa, yeah, and Mumu. 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 Every time. It's Mumu. <laughs> Every time.
0: But, yeah, like I really like how... Like I do, I, that's not what I would have. That's definitely not what I would have come up with. But I mean, I don't. My dog sheds a lot, and I never would have been like, I'm gonna create a beard out of my dog's hair. It would
1: take a lot of hair t- for that
0: to to work. Well, I mean, think about how giant Appa is. Yes. He's clearly enough a a, a hair. Animal. He's gonna shed way more. Do you think they like? Do they brush him on a regular basis? Do you think?
1: Yeah, you know, he's in the air a lot, flying. I wonder if there's just kind of a natural like shedding that takes place. I mean, there is in a later episode, we know, but like for, for, as a general care of
0: Appa, I think that, I wonder if they spend three hours a day brushing Appa.
1: I don't think so. He's not domesticated. You don't go out and brush other bison, do you? I don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe. I have no idea. Anyway, so they get into the city. Um, you remember his name? Whose? Ang's made up name uh Grappa Papadopoulos. pippin pops a Yep. a yep. so <laughs> i didn't even write that down didn't know how to spell it
0: didn't care well isn't it crazy how like not only i think what's really funny about that is he says it once and, and the then the guitar, guitar has... just strolls right in repeating it yeah and then king boomy later also goes straight into it without a, a hiccup over pronouncing it
1: well and so we walk into the city and we see um all of these shoots miles and miles of shoots
0: well, I think we gotta go, before we get to there, I think we've to talk about how Aang really like got into his character.
1: Like he just really dives into being this he, old like 112-year-old yeah, he man. He really
0: embraced being an old 112-year-old dude.
1: He sells the bit.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Kato- uh, Sokka is um, you know, hey, wait. And then they were worried that he's going to get caught, but Saka <laughs> like the guard is like, "Hey, Sokka. How dare you let this old man carry his bag? Carry it for him, and Ang just, just like,
1: yep. <laughs> and so they got creative. They get through the door. They see these miles and miles of shoots, um, and Ang, you know, it's a sister, ingenious to, delivery exactly. system. Well, and that's I think the probably the most thing is you've got something. We don't have Earth vendors, but they took something that was really. Hey, we need to get creative with the space that we have and how we move things from from one place to another. Yeah let's do it with these shoots um so just from an engineering feat is fantastically creative yeah, and yeah. works perfectly um and then we get a flashback to ang hanging out with boomy yes and boomy sits there and says you know this is also the perfect super slide and so yeah
0: well he all the, the quote he gives, instead of seeing what they want you to see, you have to open your mind to the possibilities. And I love that because how often are we so convinced by the narrative that exists around an object that this is the only thing that it's for, like a pencil. The only thing that a pencil for is for writing and erasing, but you can use it for so many things. There have been a lot of really cool, like people who carve pencils into really cool things and it's like art and all of a sudden it's completely different and there's so, like so many different examples of like what if we looked at this a different way
1: yeah right? which is what we'll see every this whole entire episode is is that it's so cool um but uh, one of the things I also really liked is Sokka throws some like sarcastic comment off the Is like I bet you they get their mail pretty fast and Aang just goes yeah they do and like that's <laughs> I just always love how Aang is so like Anytime someone like he throws a right slight his them. way, he's just like goes just like, "Yeah, they totally do." Mm-hmm. Um but then they see it as this awesome slide, which is really the only reason he wants to go into it was just like riding the elephant koi. It was the only thing he wanted
0: to do there. He just wants and... to
1: go have some fun. It's a it's a ride. It's like a theme park to him. Yep. But then it goes awry. When they go down the slide and then they're transporting some spears and weapons that they have to get away from things go nuts they thrash the the village um
0: and eventually land on what we soon to realize is a recurring theme a cart of cabbages
1: yep this is our intro to the cabbages the cabbage joke well the first time is the cabbages get thrown off the uh yep the side entrance when they're first coming into the city yep denied entrance yep and then now he's made it in somehow or it's another Cabbage Dude. Or another Cabbage Dude, and... Done. Cabbages, My cabbages! My cabbages! And so, does that play... Is there, what do you think the reason? Was that just a fun joke? Or is there really, like... Is Avatar really based off of the Cabbage Guy along the way? I mean, he's the main character. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what is the underlying story or purpose? Well, you gotta think. Like, he is perpetually, like
0: discriminated against, and he's like, we are, he, like, his entire business is torn asunder so many times, right? Three times in this episode, right? And so, with that in mind, like, we really see oppression, and like, how are we working through that, and how do we, because right now, we're we're seeing that as, like, a hilarity moment, and what is this really teaching us about, like, it's okay to oppress if...
1: (laughs) we are laughing about it. It's interesting. Yeah, and so as we're moving forward, as all of this goes happen and the city gets destroyed, one of the questions that came up for me was, what role does boundaries play in our own creativity? Like at what point do we need to set boundaries or lack of boundaries to allow us to be creative? So in the instance, the reason I asked this question is, yes, creating the slide is super creative, but then Aang starts airbending on the slide and it quickly becomes much more dangerous and destructive and because his creativity didn't have boundaries in that section like people could have been very much hurt throughout that process well it reminds me about like
0: certain rules that exist and like you question why the rule exists but then all of a sudden you're like "Uh oh it's because this one person did this one thing and it ruined it for everybody else right (laughs) right so, I mean, I, we work with kids a lot and, or at least have. And so thinking about like a regular typical slide, you have to slide down on your bottom. You can't slide down face first. You can't slide down like on blah, 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 all these other things. And the reason is because somebody got hurt on a slide one time and we are trying to make sure that it's safe for everybody to use. And when you use it the way it's intended to use, it is safe. But sometimes that creativity makes safe activities unsafe.
1: Well, I also think a bit like when you think of from a film or television show or even podcast form, there are ways to get creative in those things. But if you act outside of certain boundaries and guidelines, things become unwatchable, inaccessible, poor quality. And so like, yeah, we might be want to get creative with this podcast and do a complete reenactment of an episode. But because of boundaries and constraints that are put on us, like, it makes it a not-quality experience for people who would be listening if we were to do those things. So what role does – I mean – and then sometimes it's our boundaries meant to be broken for the sake of creativity. Well,
0: I also think about, like, who is creativity for?
1: The artist or the viewer. Right, and so
0: if we wanted to do a reenactment of an episode, is that for us or are we doing it for someone else? And I think that changes – I think that changes the answer. For me, because if it's for us, then I don't really care who, whether it's accessible to someone else. Right. Right. But if it's for the audience that we're working for, that we're trying to serve, I think that changes it.
1: Yep. And so, yeah, it just, again, was Aang in the wrong by doing that well, when it, it put the rest of the town at risk? And he didn't know that going into it, but.
0: Well, he I don't think he
1: Thousands, millions, I don't know what their currency is, but mass amounts of destruction because he wanted to go down a slide. Well, and let's be real. How long does it
0: take an earthbender to fix buildings of Earth? Like, yeah. Honestly? like I don't How know. long does that take? I wonder. Because right now it seems like they could do it pretty quickly. Yes. And leading up to the end of the episode, when Boomy does it with Aang, I also think that that's an illustration that maybe it's really not as destructive as we think possibly or maybe he's just more destructive than we want to assume a 112-year-old king of a city is willing to be.
1: Yeah. So, I wonder, but that's what uh that's what I kind of came up with just from that part. Well,
0: they get caught. They, they get, get
1: caught. They get captured. And then um they are eating a meal with the king. And he... Well,
0: before that, like, I really want to talk about, like, how they get to that feast, right? And so the guards bring him into the room. They brought the cabbage guy to be, like, you know, <laughs> off with their heads. One for each of their cabbages they got hit. And, you know, I think that, it, that one of the lines that was interesting for me there was, only the king can pass down judgment. And I think, like, I wonder what sort of creative stunting occurs when people have unilateral authority. Right? And so it sounds like like this is a respect thing. It's the king who has the decision-making. But if we don't hear from other people about like, well, this is what this did to me, how do, like, it, it seems like it's just trial without jury. It seems like this just, it's interesting to me to have. What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, so I think that, well, clearly, in this case, the cabbage guys input was way more drastic than it should have so been. maybe
0: the guard was being like i just this is the rule just yeah you. yeah
1: yeah right exact but i think that it's it is a weird balance And this depending on who is leading having someone have authority uh authority power over everyone like one is is highly destructive if there's no checks and balances system in place mm-hmm. um it seems like in omashu We don't know yet how fair this king is. Yeah. But it seems like he's like... At the end, we get to a point where we realize, like, pretty playful. Don't really know if he would have let real harm happen to...
0: My assumption is that no,
1: but... Anyone. um, Or how dangerous those activities really were. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe they were, and he's just literally like, yeah, if you're not worthy of... If you're really the Avatar, you got to prove it to me or else uh, you're just going to die. And I have no regard for that whatsoever. Um, but yeah, no, I think that it was an interesting moment for sure. And we move on and the king is there and throws chicken at the Avatar. Yeah. Interesting way, creative way to figure out who the cool. Avatar is or to confirm your... Uh... I think it's also interesting. What was What was your take on...
0: When in the beginning, like Aang, like hey, why don't you have some chicken? And Aang's like, nope, I'm a vegetarian. And then he's like, I bet you're not, and stuffs chicken in Sokka's mouth.
1: Uh, lack of boundaries again. Like, talk about lack of boundaries. Yeah. Right? He's just like, I uh, but I think he's also kind of exerting his power and rule at this point of like. Yeah, but it,
0: like, that's uncomfortable. That was, yeah, that was like watching that now through like a a, a lens where I'm paying attention. That made me uncomfortable, Yeah. And, like I didn't feel really uncomfortable during other points, but that's like, yes, Socket likes chicken, and we know that, which is why it's like okay, but it's not okay.
1: There was like not consent there. There was and no there was, consent. And there. I'm gonna put this. Yeah,
0: that was a little off-putting for me.
1: I wonder how much that mirrors even today when we give. You always like hear people. Older people who are taking time, like I think of a story that I had a friend of mine who was pumping gas or checking her oil, and an older man came up and like Oh, let me do that for you. You clearly don't know how to do this. Um, to which she was super offended by. He was seeing that as a like, I'm
0: trying to help. I'm trying to help
1: and be helpful and I'm gonna do this, but because it wasn't a question or asked. It was just, I'm going to do it for you. Mansplaining. Yes. But he was seeing it as like, I'm just being super helpful and chivalrous. She saw it as, one, you're taking account away from me that I can actually do this for myself, which I can. Um, and so I wonder, too, there's a lot of discussion just around the older people get like, old dog can't learn new tricks. How much of it was just kind of considered like, oh, this is totally fine because this is, I grew up doing it this way. In the inability to not change over time, or is it kind of I don't you know. I'm well, rambling at I, this point, but well, well, that's kind of how wonder, I view it.
0: Like, and so let's assume the best of Boomy. Was he doing that to test their boundaries and say, "Hey, you need to strengthen your boundaries here"? And like in that, like long term, like if that's uncomfortable for you, like where is he testing whether Aang was going to speak up in that moment? Right. Was he testing whether the three of them would? stop him from doing something like that right and I wonder because he's testing them the whole time I wonder if that's just another thing that he's trying to assess
1: well and then even if that is the best assumption do we in our world do that to other people right is that the way that we prove the point to them and And I don't think the answer is yes I hope not (laughs) yeah I don't uh, like I don't think that we tell people like hey you need to strengthen your boundaries and I'm going to show you that by personally breaking them on a regular basis like I don't think that's the answer um but well, that's an interesting point for this.
0: Well, and another part that happens right there is as soon as that happens, Katara wonders if Boomy is like, is he this, is he crazy? And I, oh, like, is he's, a, he's a little off in the head. And I, I worry that our world identifies differences and creativity, anything outside the status quo, as crazy and labeling it as crazy. And the reason I bring that up is because I, so I'm a I'm a trainer for a mental health first aid course, and one of the we talk about like stigma against language and how language is used and language matters. And so, I believe that the use of the word crazy throughout this episode, mad crazy, uh, is it makes me a little uncomfortable because it's thrown around so often, and I don't think we always realize how that could offend people.
1: Well, and not even, like, does it devalue someone else who is legitimately having struggles with mental health when we use that flippantly? Well, that's, I think the point is, anybody who has a mental
0: illness, when they hear that, are gonna be way more unlikely to open up to the person who is using that language.
1: Yes, ask for help,
0: ask for support. And in a world where mental health and mental health awareness is so important because of the rising statistics, especially around youth with mental health, I believe that we have to be mindful of our language if we want to create a safe space where people feel comfortable talking to us around their illnesses and around their, their health or lack thereof. And so I I just want to be mindful of the amount of times that the word crazy is thrown around and the amount of time that mad is thrown around even though it's thrown around in a positive Positive way way, like mad genius like wow he's a like that was thrown around in a really positive connotation but at the same time i think that's still the implication is still there where if you weren't a mad genius and you were just mad it would be not okay
1: right and so what happens next they they throw the chicken at ang Aang, Aang spends it boomy knows that he's the avatar and he's known this the whole time absolutely and we don't know who boomy is yet we just know this as the king um and he says all right you're the avatar you're gonna have to do some deathly challenges and then take them to the the refurbished room the newly refurbished room which is really a prison cell but it's a, it's relatively nice in there. It seems. Yeah. Ang goes to sleep, wakes up, Sokka and Katara are gone, and Ang is getting pulled into his challenges off the get go. Yeah.
0: How do you like my attire this morning?
1: He's actually asking. Yeah. He's genuinely. Ang's about to go through deathly challenges, and and the king is really asking how you how he likes. What this. do you think? <laughs> huh? You passed the first test. Well, not really, but there's three more to go.
0: Ah! Can't believe you did that to
1: me. And then he puts on rings onto Katara and Sokka that are growing, creeping death rocks. Genomite. Genomite. That will slowly encase them. King, The king can stop it, but Avatar's got to complete the task first. So we get to the first task, which is to find a key are to get the key that is in a waterfall, super powerful waterfall, um, without dying. The deluge. Yep. Like, And it's coming down
0: hard. It's not something like you can just like climb up a ladder that's there. In fact, Aang tries that and it doesn't work. It tries and fails multiple times. And what I think that's interesting about this is Boomy is poking fun at Aang the entire time. Like he's sarcastic about the attempts that Aang ha- is making. Every time it's not a creative approach. Boomy is like, oh, never seen somebody done that before. And
1: I... I, I question that. Why, why do you... Like, you question his response? Like, I don't think him being supportive is something that so, he's trying to do in the moment.
0: Well, I, I agree. I, I think that's not supportive.
1: Actually, he, thinking about it, he, that might be his way of, like... Well,
0: and that's, that's my that's my Pushing point.
1: him to a different... Is he trying to, like, light a fire under Aang to get him to
0: think differently. And I think that's the most generous assumption I can make in that moment.
1: But is he going about it the right way? But to
0: me, like, per the quote, like, when, when failure is not an option, and he is continually being, like, ridiculed for his failure, I feel like what he's slowly doing is making it so that, like, if Aang had not succeeded, he would have been, like, defeated and, like, mentally broken around, like, his creativity in the future.
1: Right. And it, I, it Or I'm not creative... Yeah, I can't do I, this.
0: And I think that somebody else with less of a constitution than Aang in this moment might have broken. And might not have been willing to continue.
1: And so you're saying, even though it works in this moment, because Aang does get the key by breaking a piece of, of earth and throwing it through the waterfall at high speeds, and... Well, you see Aang get more and more angry. Like As his, he goes like along. His, his
0: energy and his, like, the fire in him is like picking up and gaining. And so like he... I think other people may not respond that way. In fact, I'm certain that other people would not respond that way. And we're, we're, like, sarcasm is not a great way, especially for kids, to challenge them and to, right. to invite creativity. And sometimes I, I think it smothers creativity because we get hijacked by our emotions. And so, I just think it's interesting that it works here, but I don't think that's a practice that I want to take on to help get other people to be
1: creative. Right, well, and it's one of those things, I think you said smothers creativity in a sense that, you know, if, if you are not willing to fail, if you are not okay with failure, trying new things is going to be very difficult for you to do. You're not going to want to do them because there is that risk and vulnerability of, oh, if this doesn't work, what happens? And, and I think so Aime we're not gonna jump on several it.
0: Several times and he just bounces right back in. Mm-hmm. I think other people and we've seen it before, we've seen it so many times with the Earth Kingdom and on the Earth Ship a few episodes ago during Imprisoned. They rebelled. Well that's the next
1: episode. Oh,
0: dang. The next episode. <laughs> we'll come back to that next time. But they're imprisoned, they try to get away, they can't, and then they're defeated. They're yep. mentally broken, and I can't wait to talk about that next episode. <laughs>
1: so um and for me all of the events kind of so all the challenges still sum up to me because they're all very similar and the questions that i have kind of relate to all three of them and so i'm willing to keep going um the next one isn't even that much of a challenge i don't think Aang was ever really in danger or had any problem to solve because he just figured out that he had to find flopsy and retrieve flopsy and there's just a bunny there to. Distract and there's a him. bunny there to distract them and then this massive beast of a bunny comes out well
0: i think like why is that creative it's because he had to assign a name that is cute and cuddly to a beast that is trying to chase him down like what are the odds that you name a like it's kind of uh ironic in a way sure you know but
1: there's not really a challenge there because the moment that he realizes it he just turns and goes flopsy and then this beast immediately stops and like Wag's tail. Wag's tail, and it's fine. Yep. And so there wasn't a super challenge to that. And then we get to...
0: But I I think that you... I think it's interesting that you say there's no challenge. I think that adding two plus two is not much of a challenge. But if you don't know how to add two and two together, then you're not going to get four. Right. Right? And so, like, it's... It could have easily had just been, like, he might have gotten through that. Or he could have been in that room being chased by that monster for days if he hadn't made that connection. And I think that that just illustrates that Ang is thinking in a way that aligns with what Boomy is going for.
1: Sure, but my question is had he at, at a certain point that it didn't seem like the that Flopsy was ever going to hurt him. To him it did. He was getting chased down. Well, in a, in a, but I think that's the point. Perception it never, is reality. Right? It never really happened. Yeah. Then we go on, and Aang gets to pick a, a battle, a, a fighter, and um, he gets to point at anybody who's on this platform. The king says, make the right decision. He chooses the old, frail king.
0: Wrong choice.
1: Wrong choice. And then the king's jacked, and then they fight for a, a good bit of time mm-hmm. until Aang... Has to change up his fighting style.
0: I also think it's really cool because the our, our lens word came up in the episode. Uh, so you have to be more creative than that. Yes. Right? And as so, they're fighting. As they're
1: fighting. And so Aang has to choose up because he's, all he's doing is this, this kind of standard like avoid, evade, keep safe. Mm-hmm. Eventually he has to take a risk he tries he fails he tries he fails finally he lands it Mm -hmm. after some matrix inspired dodging oh yeah um and then you know the fight's over but i mean it wasn't even one of it was one of those things where what was it the 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 rock was over both of their heads and so it wasn't really a one person one it was just a kind of a perfect stalemate yep um, and then it ends, and then. Final task. The final task happens. That was it. He's got to say, What's my name? Rocky. That Get was, it? yep. Get it? Sokka says Rocky. At this point, Sokka and Guitar are covered in this Genomite. Yep. Um, and Aang has to really think about his lens of everything that's going on and mm-hmm. all the creative. He had to open things his brains to the possibilities. Mhm. Which was the initial quote. And he says, You're a you're a mad genius, Boomy. Mm-hmm. And we realize that it's been boomy the entire time. Which the gap tooth was there as also a kid. Eyes. And so like it it was uh, it was always kind of a giveaway.
0: So when the first time you watched it, when did you realize that the king was boomy?
1: I think pretty early on. Yeah,
0: I think I did too. I don't <laughs> like, remember because i saw I saw this such a long time. I didn't time watch now, this, but...
1: I didn't start this as a kid. The first time I ever watched the series, I was probably 24, 23 yeah, I was and old. so. Yeah. Um but all this being said, one of the questions that popped up for me is what really is the link behind problem solving and creativity? If you are learning more problem-solving skills, does that help you to be more creative? If you are genuine, genuinely more creative, does that help you better at problem solving? Is creativity a muscle that can be built over time? Because you always hear people say, like, oh, I'm not creative. And I like I just don't so, necessarily agree with so that. So there's a
0: few things that come up for me here. One, I think, speaking to what you first said, was confident, competence breeds confidence. Yes. Right? And so, yes, I do believe that skills and problem solving allow you to feel more able to be creative. I don't think that you couldn't be creative if you don't have problem-solving skills. Right. But I do think that as a general rule, we are more likely to be able to use our creativity when it comes to problem-solving if we have practice doing so.
1: And if we're more confident that we can handle what the unknown is going to be. Right,
0: because problem-solving implies that if you don't solve the problem, there's an issue. And so again, if you're scared of failure in this moment, then you are less likely to exercise your creativity.
1: Well, I think that even on a sense of, as a camp counselor, when we create games, we would be willing to try new games because if it did fail, we felt confident in the ability to have backups or be able to save the situation regardless. Versus, I don't want to try new games if I don't feel like I have that skill set to do it. And yeah. so there is that risk and I, you're gonna try something that's a little bit more creative because you feel like you've got the ability to do it. And, and one of the reasons, the second thing you said was uh, people that say that, oh, I'm
0: not creative. I uh, am a big Brene Brown fan uh, per the quote today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one of the things she talks about in her research is how unused creativity in people is not benign. And I think that's like, I'm gonna say that again, unused creativity from people is not benign. It metastasizes into shame, blame, and feelings of you are not able to deal with the world if you are not exercising creativity. And I think that exercising creativity comes in hundreds of thousands of different ways. Like you could you can exercise creativity in your work, you can exercise creativity through your typical like arts um, but unused creativity is not benign, and so I think that there is no such thing as not creative people, and and there and there's a lot of data to back that up.
1: You just have to work at it, like yeah, you just got to be takes, able to try it new things. Practice
0: that's... it requires letting yourself do it. It requires giving yourself permission to do it because a lot of times the thing that prevents us the most is us. Right is the story we tell ourselves, and about how people will react or about how people re- will receive our creativity. And uh, one of the things that a lot of organizations and businesses are working through right now is how to cultivate cultures of cre- where creativity is acceptable and encouraged. And right now, it's there's a huge creativity gap in our work life in the United States, and I think that's due to The fear of failure. I think it's due to a lack of confidence and a lot of people who are judging others for brainstorming an idea that sounds different than we would typically go to. And so I think that moral of the story is everyone is creative, whether they realize it or not. And if they don't find a way to use that creativity, it's going to metastasize into something that's harmful.
1: I almost view it as when I think of like the correlation of I'm not creative to creative is when people see someone who is like an excellent soloist at an instrument. Yes. And they kind of sit there and say like, Oh, that guitarist, that piano player. Um, wow. They can really just pull those things together out of their hat. What's the point? Well, you know, they are clearly so creative. I can't do that. I'm not creative when it's no, it's they've spent years, sometimes less, sometimes more, depending on how naturally it comes to different people. But like they've spent years figuring out what sounds good and knowing the notes and building the muscle memory and having an understanding of the music and that's why they are able to be creative in those senses because they've they've built that skill set over time and just because you can't do it doesn't mean you're not creative it just means you've got to put in more practice to be it able requires to do that discipline yeah
0: it requires discipline and grit and i think that there's a lot of research on both of those things too and so yeah i i, I think that comparison is probably one of the biggest innovation killers in our society today oh
1: i can't do that so why try
0: yeah why well they're so much better than me why do i even waste my time doing it
1: yeah right and so that was i mean again that link of problem solving and creativity is a big theme over the course of this episode is how do we use our own creativity in problem solving and i think ang has naturally kind of built up He's got a skill set that is... is He's a resilient child. He is, and he's also got a skill set that is... He's got airbending that has not been seen for 100 years, and that's something he's very familiar with. And so most problems, like, he has an awareness of how do I use my airbending differently than I normally would to get through this. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to use airbending to break this earth because I can't earthbend, and then I'm going to use that... to use my airbending to throw that through this waterfall is super powerful to get this key out because if he had
0: mastered water bending at this point it would be not a challenge at all
1: exactly um so he just had to use what he knew to do it but because he was so confident in his abilities and that he was able to shift that in a certain way
0: yeah um and one of the things that comes up for me that it just kind of applies as a question for the whole episode is like i think bending in general has got to require just so much creativity like you have to be able to visualize what you intend to create from this element. And like you have to know the amount of the element you need, the shape, the size, like think about like the art that you can do through earthbending that like would require you to really have that imagination. And I just wonder how that helps benders live. And like, because that's, that's a great example of how benders have an avenue for their creativity that is just, they're blessed with. Right, right. They still have to work hard to practice and do, but they get a chance to practice and use creativity in their lives. So
1: that I can engineer these shoots across this entire city to like how creative is that? Exactly, That's
0: so cool, right? And so I just think it's in, like I think bending in general has got to be a huge exercise in creativity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. One hundred percent agree. Well, and so we get, he decides who boomy is, and then it comes to the time that they've got to get Sokka and Katara out of this rock candy, or genomite, which we which find, we find out, out is rock candy. Um, and so they eat it, and that was just Boomy's little creative way of being like, Yep, yeah, it's just, you know.
0: You were never in danger. Yeah, you were just. It was
1: just candy. Or, I mean, I think that at some point you probably were close to danger if it encapsulates you completely well i
0: think the message that bimmy is sending though is
1: that candy is killing us oh yeah that's what i pulled out of that is this like a subtle way to say like sweets and candy when not managed properly and in when it becomes like when it when it becomes out of control will kill you
0: i think that that is an apt thought
1: it's just very uh, i think it was very creative of me to come up with with to come up with that
0: looking at that through an entirely different lens that's excellent i love it
1: um because like he eats some of the candy when it's in ring form it's not bad like you can have some candy yeah but it over over time if you have too much of it it gonna kill you dead (laughs) so that that was just a fun little thought that i pulled out of that um and then my last question, because really, then they, you know, he finds out who it is. They go down the slide. The episode's pretty much over. Um, no more cabbages. Again, there, not a lot goes like st- to progress the overarching plot <laughs> forward. With the exception of you say you got to be creative to think of solutions. Well, you don't get a lot of care. You don't get a lot of character development here. I all not Well think I think so. this is
0: important, not necessarily for Ang's character development, but to introduce Boomy because we we know that Boomy is important. Yes. And so
1: and very strong and good at what he does.
0: Yeah, so what we realize here is that Boomy is the strongest earthbender in his kingdom. We realize that he is an old friend of Angs. Like we get, being introduced to Boomy here is I think important. Yeah. But I think that's about
1: that's about it. it. Yeah. <laughs> um but you know the other only question I have is and it goes back to Aang kinda more in the fight scene than anything else where he's continuing to just evade and it takes more so than any other challenge it takes him a long time to kind of come to the solution Um, what keeps us from doing things differently even if when we see the results aren't working
0: well, I think there's just a lot of comfort in what we know like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't right right and i i think that we are often really confined by the box that we're in because that's what we know and that's what we're comfortable with because every time we've either stepped out of the box we've been ridiculed or um, when we stepped out of the box we've failed and so we again that keeps us in our box and as soon as we step out it's we are way more vulnerable as soon as we step out into things we. To the unknown we are open and susceptible to getting hurt and sometimes it's easier to get hurt from things that you know than to potentially not get hurt by things that you don't
1: interesting thought process i thought it was an important question to ask that was a well thought out answer thanks um
0: it was off the cuff. I didn't plan for that.
1: Are we wrapping? Uh, anything else you want to wrap up in the episode before we take a, a small break and then jump into our
0: No, No, the ending. main thing that I wanted to hit was the creativity around bending, and that just came up naturally, so I feel good about it.
1: Well, perfect. Well, we will be right back, and we will talk more. It is a water week for our ending thought, um, and so we'll be back about that and creativity in just a moment. final kind of thought for the day it is a water week um and so as we are kind of going our final thoughts and how what we're taking away from this episode um water being the way that it is in that sense but also using the lens of creativity ben what is something that that you're interested in in doing this week or wanting to try this week and focus on as it comes to the element of water and the lens of creativity yeah
0: so for me water is that what if water evokes in me, especially right now through this lens of creativity, is the fact that water is not held back by bars. It's, it flows through, right? Obstacles, it goes around obstacles. It finds the path of least resistance. And I, sometimes I feel blocks around me being creative, especially trying new ways to be creative. And I really wanna call upon that water in me to try something new. Uh, I don't know what that is yet, but I'm gonna think about it and really try and commit to being creative in a new way and see if, it is it trying a new instrument? Is it uh, reading a new book? Because I find a lot of creativity through imagination. Is it, like, what is it that allow, will allow me to exercise that creativity and letting myself, giving myself permission to try something new?
1: regardless of the fact of whether you might fail at it or not do well at it just doing something new and different that's a creative outlet yeah
0: how about you what's what's yours
1: i think for me i think of water again is it's that it's that clean it's that that solvent it's that cleanser um and so i want to use my creative outlets that i already have whether that's uh the, the musical instruments that i play journaling um, as a way to, to to meditate and center and cleanse and use those as a tool of um, real ways to calm and kind of center myself over the next week. And so uh, I think a lot of times when I get stressed or overloaded, I I don't actively use my creative outlets to kind of re, recenter myself. I, I tend to get kind of packed down with all the things that I have to get done and what I'm doing and so making sure that I have intentional time in my calendar whether whether it be 30 minutes every single day just to kind of use my creative outlets in a way that helps center me for the day or helps calm me down at the at the end of a, of a long work day and I think those are going to be the things that I focus on this week.
0: So we're also really interested in how you're bringing water into your life and so what is how are you using water and thinking about that lens and also thinking about creativity and bringing that into your life. What's your focus this week? How are you making your life a little bit better through watching and listening to a podcast about Avatar, right? And so we're just going to give you that challenge. And if you think of something really awesome that you'd like to share with us, we'd love to invite you to share through all the channels with the Arc of E. So please come on, share it. We'd love to hear about it.
1: Next week, we have our episode six, which is going to be through the lens of control, and that is Imprisoned, which we uh, touched on a little bit earlier today. Just a little bit. Um, but uh, come on back next week, and that'll be what our episode is on. Thank you so much for listening. I am Sunshine Mayfield. And I'm Ben Pruitt. And this has been Bending, Not Break Breaking. Bending, Not Breaking. Bending, that, Not Breaking. Yep. Thanks for being here.